Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, joined by best-selling author and all-around great person, Rachel Cruz. And we are here for you, America, answering your questions about money and life and all of the predicaments and challenges and maybe some wins that you're facing. 888-825-5225 is the number to call to join the conversation. Olivia kicks us off in Buffalo, New York. Olivia, welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. I'm a huge fan of The Ramsey Show, especially Dave. He's awesome. We agree. (laughs) Yeah, love him. Um, So my question for you all today is, my sister took advantage of our sick mom, skipped town, and stole my inheritance. What should I do? Oof. Oh my gosh, Olivia. What do you mean took advantage of your sick mom? Took advantage. Well, um, okay. She uh, took over the family business, even though it wasn't left to her. Uh, She convinced my mom to become the power of attorney and healthcare proxy and transferred all money to her own account. Oh, wow. Wow. What what kind of... She also sold my mom's house and moved my mom into the family business. Into the business? Into the, like, the office? Yes. Okay. What what kind of sickness does your mom have? She had cancer. She died three months ago. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, Olivia. Do you have any other siblings? No, I'm the eldest. I'm 40 years old. My sister is approximately 37 years old. She lived with both of my parents who passed from cancer. And um, she has skipped town and has not buried my mom. Where is your mom? Uh, She, she, sorry, my sister has her ashes. Okay. She's cremated. Oh my gosh. Did you and your sister have a relationship before all of this? We did. It was, I thought it was a lovely relationship. Um, And then things started getting weird when my father passed away five years ago. And then my mom got cancer. And I believe she felt entitled as the power of attorney to all money, all estates, all inheritance. And she's gone. She changed her number. She left town. So from a legal standpoint, did your mom have and your dad you know, any documentation legally, like in a will of what your inheritance is, and then she went and changed it as power of attorney? Or is there a will out there that you are you are owed, essentially, your inheritance? There is a will that my mom wrote. I have never seen it. My sister attempted to change the will one month prior to death, but they never got it signed. So there is a handwritten will. I'm not sure if it was done with a lawyer, but um, I've never seen the will. Okay. And you have no point of contacts for anyone that might have information on this? I've tried to reach out to the lawyers and they said, Catherine, or, I'm sorry, Olivia, <laughs> um, it was never signed, therefore it's not valid. The will, yeah. I mean, and they have no version that is signed. Correct. Oh man, Olivia. Oof. And what, what's so ho- the, question, the question would be, do I keep my own peace and sanity and money and move forward with my life? Or do I try to, um, 
uh, fight it essentially yeah i mean the it. only the only issue with all of that because i don't mind the fighting injustice i mean there's a there you know we're, we're not scared of that but the, i don't know if you have any legal documents that will uphold in court to yeah. to fight your side like i don't know if there's any legal documentation to show your side because from a legal perspective you know you could be lying as much as she is right i'm not saying you are olivia but like right. there's no um there's no proof otherwise. We need some kind of paper trail. There needs to be like some some level of documentation to in order to when you hire lawyers for them to fight this in the court system. Yeah. And I just don't know if you if you have that. Have you contacted a lawyer? Yes, I have. What did they say? That was a lawyer. He said that it may not be worth it because number one, uh, there may not be any money left over. That's true. Yeah. And right, so it may cost. What five kind? to ten thousand dollars for a lawyer and i may not get anything after all yeah how much was the estate worth like how much did your parents have do you do you have any idea well uh the house was sold for three hundred and forty four thousand uh there were many liens against the house okay and i was uh, my sister has all of that money okay so there were some liens was that all of your inheritance or was there other money that was supposed to be given to you um that was probably all of my inheritance. Okay, so it wasn't retirement accounts, other assets, cash, things like that? No, there was the family business, but that's another topic. Um, I believe just the money from the house would be part of my inheritance. Yeah, I mean, that would be 120 for you if you just 50-50, and then... But we don't know all these liens we, that, against it. I was going to say, the liens against it, too, would be, would be diminished, too. So I'm like, I don't yeah. know that there would be much here for you based on how complicated this whole thing is and was i agree oh olivia well what's so hard is i'm like you've lost your mom there hasn't there's a feeling of no closure yeah your your parents lost your sister in this there's no closure there's i mean the the whole the whole way it went down for you olivia is just it's just terrible Mm -hmm. and i wish i had better guidance or direction for you to to get some justice in this but i do you have any money right now yes how much oh myself yeah Oh yes, I work. I, I make uh, seventy thousand a year. I, I'm a surgical nurse. Um, I, I'm married. I have a dog. Um, we're doing we're doing just fine. I I just yeah. Uh, this situation is a strange one. Um, it's very sad, and and you're in fact right. I lost mom, dad, and a sister. Yep. Yep. Oof. But um, all and I even the closure is, with your mom and. Mm-hmm her ash you know what i mean like like that would probably be the the step i would take of trying to get contact with your sister but you have no way to even know where she is how to get in touch with her she is off the planet at this point correct yes Uh, she had three cell phones she changed the last number and has not responded via email we did have a lovely funeral for my mom in church she mm-hmm. attended that funeral, but since then, she has taken off with the ashes and all of the money. Yeah. I don't even understand that part. That just feels so strange. <laughs> well, I mean, Olivia, honestly, if I were in your position, and as much as you can find the closure in it, I would. I would. I, I so sad to say you close a chapter in a book from your family, but she's. Cra- I mean, she sounds crazy the way you mm-hmm. presented it to us. Like yeah. she, she sounds Almost crazy, dangerous. If so, you did, yeah, pursue that's her. right. I'm like she stole. Like it's, like it's it's immoral yeah. the things she has done. And so if I were you, I'd create. I mean, not that you have to even draw boundaries because there's no relationship mm-hmm. there. But I mean, I would in my heart just there's a level you got to just say all right that 
I'm done. I can't. Oof. I'm not going to keep fighting in, in this wheel because even that with the inheritance and all of that, it just muddles the piece of what's happened with your parents, yeah. you know, at that point. And so for you, Olivia, I think it's in the healthiest move retrospect on. for you to to move on. Hang from on it, the line. I'm so sorry. I'm going to send you a copy of Dr. John Deloney's book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, to help you grieve all this. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Rachel Cruz. If you want to call us and talk about your life and your money, you can do so at 888-825-5225. Lisa's up next in Indianapolis. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking our call. Sure. How can um, we help? I'm a, I'm a newer listener to your show, and my husband and I are wondering if it would be beneficial to pay off our mortgage early. Ooh. Well, the question is, why wouldn't you want to pay it off early? Because we don't have too many years left to pay on it. Um, we can pay it off if we want to. I just, like I said, I'm a newer listener, so I'm just intrigued about the debt-free process and wanting to know if it's a good decision or not. Yeah. How old are and you guys? We're, uh, we're 57. Okay. And how much do you have left on the mortgage? Uh, 85000 Okay. And how much is the house worth? Um. Anywhere between seven to eight hundred, depending on what site you look at. Yeah, good for you guys. And you have money saved. We do non-retirement. Correct. Okay. He had a buyout from a job severance. Okay. How much is in? How much do you guys have saved? One forty-three. One forty-three. Okay, that's awesome. Um, and how much do you guys make a year? Uh, he makes two thirty. Okay, that's great. Any other debt? Credit cards, um, car loans? Just, no. The only thing we have, uh, we have a long-term care insurance plan that we have uh, payments on for eight more years. Okay. Okay. Good for you guys. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, Lisa, I think there is something to be said about having absolutely no payments. And when you free up a mortgage payment per month, you know, what you guys can do, whether it is spend it, invest it, put it for retirement, give it. There is such there's such freedom financially when you don't owe anyone anything. And then the flip side of it too, Lisa, that not many people talk about, it's the freedom just emotionally. I'm like, when you mm -hmm. have no payments and a pandemic hits and everyone is panicked about their jobs, you don't you don't have any bills. Like there's there's no one that you owe at that point, you know? So it's amazing how much um risk that debt is associated with that we get used to as Americans that we just carry around and just assume it's normal. 
Right. And when it's finally done and that house is completely yours, there's no payments, there's no bank associated with your life. Like there is there is something so powerful in that. And that's on just the emotional side, obviously, not even just the financial side. Because I guess you guys have a good interest rate, I'm assuming. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, because some people make the argument, well, just keep the money invested. You'll make more on a rate of return with it invested versus, you know, paying it off because it's at two and a half percent or, you know, yeah, people go down the math, the math route, which we understand. Like we, (laughs) we can do math, like we We get get it. it. But again, it's this this other piece, Lisa, that, um, that people just don't put into the formula and that other piece is a level of risk that debt will always have associated with it yeah the reality of having no payment is so much better than the potential assumption of the spread you could get if you left the money invested and uh rachel and i both don't have mortgage payments and i have zero regrets i'd never look back and go well if i just invested them i could have we're going to be fine. Yeah. And so are you guys. Because the, the other side okay. of that coin, too, Lisa, is, you know, if you had a paid off house, would you go borrow on your house? No. Okay. So then that answers your question, Some people too. say yes, and they go build <laughs> pools and remodel their homes. So I'm proud of you guys. What's in your nest egg? How much do you have in retirement? Um, a lot. I mean, like 1.85 right now nice. in retirement. and But then we've got a couple of Roth and other investments as well. On, that's so great. So well you, done, you're worth Lisa. millions of dollars. Because here's the deal too, Lisa. If we if we're all just being honest here, you wouldn't have to, you could keep paying the mortgage payment and you're you're going to be fine. Right? Like you are. But what we try to do on this show is to get you the most the fastest right way to this idea of building wealth and leaving a legacy and all of it. And part of that plan is paying off the mortgage. So you have the money. Okay. I, I would do it. I would do it. Okay. And if you regret okay, it, I, Lisa you can you can you can borrow on the house. The bank's if you want. happy to give you more monopoly money. But listen, you pay okay. it off. You still have fifty eight thousand left over, just from what you told us. Yeah, and yeah. making great money That's and all of. I what's mean, your you mortgage are, payment? Um, we pay twenty four hundred a month, and that includes property taxes and insurance. Uh, I believe. So, no, because we pay our own taxes. Oh, um, great. Our, our own property taxes ourselves. Well, I want to do some fun math with you. That's uh, twenty four hundred a month. You said. Correct. Time so twelve months in a year. That's almost twenty nine grand that you could then invest. Let's say right in the next ten years, that money could turn into four hundred sixty two thousand dollars if you just take your mortgage payment and invest it for ten years. Okay. You could have an extra half million, and you could also give more. You could spend more. You could retire earlier, and so it just gives you more flexibility, more freedom, more options and margin, and so. That's why we recommend it. And you guys have done so okay. well without well us. Well done, Lisa. So that's just one, two okay. people's opinion. Yep. All right. Well, wonderful. That's kind of kind of what I was leaning towards, but my husband's like, well, let's, let's ask him. So I said, okay. I love it. Your husband's a great man. Glad for you called. You to call in. Thanks. Hope you guys do it. <laughs> All right. Angie's up next in Chicago. Angie, welcome to the show. Thank you. How can we help? So we have an opportunity to move overseas for about three to five years. Um, three years for sure. And we would take about a 65% pay cut to do this. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are, whether or not you think the experience would be worth it. Uh, what's the, what's the situation? Is it a work thing? What, what What's it going is, on? Yeah, it, it is a work thing for my husband. He would take a 30% pay cut and I would not be able to work. 
Okay. Um, so we would go from making about 300000 a year to just over a hundred. Okay. And we have four kids. We have one in college whose college is paid for already. Then we have a 15-year-old, 12-year-old, and a 5-year-old. Oh, wow. Would okay. they come too? They would come, yes. Ooh, <laughs> George, three years. You never know. You know, what if these kids are prodigies? And she's like, I'm out They're of here in boarding for three school. years. That's big. Well, what does um, the whole family want to do? Are they all excited yeah, what, about what this? Is, yeah, what, what's the family feeling? Um, the, the middle two, well, the oldest one would not come because he's in college and he has one year left and he'll go sure. do his thing. Um, sure. He may come, you know, for visits and travel. But the middle two are not super excited about it but i think that once they get there they will love it they love it where is it it's in eastern europe and poland okay okay um well yeah i don't think george and i are gonna be able to answer the question is it worth it um the pay cuts i think that's a complete yeah yeah, i mean some families look at a budget and look at cost of living and can you financially afford to go down to a hundred thousand in poland for those many years uh that's a different situation but i'm more concerned about the relational aspect the emotional aspect you know do you want to do it angie i do you do does your your husband he does okay i think it would be really good for the kids um we do we do move a lot so they are used to moving um i think it would be good for them to just just see you know how people live differently and we'd have the opportunity to travel all over europe sure um, for them to to see different cultures and whatnot um and i'm not I don't think I'm too worried about financially us affording it because we don't have any bills other than a mortgage. And we, I think it would be wiser if we just sold our home so we didn't have to worry about paying that. Agreed. And the company pays our housing while we're over there. That's great. What kind of job so, does he does he have? Uh, he works in compu- on computers. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think yeah. it's one of those things. Um, I'm just trying to think, you know, with my kids, I have younger ones than you though they're eight six and four but I, I mean i think at the end of the day you guys are the parents angie and if you both you and your husband are like hey this is a lifestyle choice we want to make as our family like you you ultimately get that say right a 12 year old doesn't get to tell the family what to do but i would but as george said like i mean i would um very much as much as you can get their buy-in but it will be sad i think that's a i mean if i was a freshman in high school leaving all my friends for the rest of high i mean there, there will be a a that's a big shift right for them so i would want to give the proper weight and understanding of that but i think at the end of the day angie if you and your husband both want to do this i mean yes one of my best friends literally you're living her dream right now this is all she wants Moving to, to do Europe. she does she's like i just want to get out of here and do something different and i so, guess if you hate it you can come back to the states and it sounds like he can make some good money yeah, going back to great, what he was doing yeah absolutely hope that answers your question angie thanks for the call this is the ramsey show Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. 
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Rachel Cruz. This is your show. Give us a call at 888-825-5225. Well, Rachel, we took a call about paying off the mortgage early, and it's a fun conversation to see what that money can turn into. Oh, yeah. Invested versus just sending a regular old mortgage mortgage payment to the bank. Yeah. And there's so many mortgage types out there, and most of them are truly just crap, and they're meant to give more money to the banks and lenders and less money in your pocket. And so I want to take a look at an example of the 15-year mortgage, which is the one we recommend, versus the 30-year mortgage to show people exactly what the numbers look like. And not we're not going to get super nerdy. I'm not going to talk amortization schedules, Rachel, but I did want to look at this graph from our uh, blog article on the 15 verse 30. So we're going to look at a $300,000 house, which I understand you're all like, where can you find those? This is back in the day, kids. Let's say you did 20% down on this $300,000 house. That's $60,000. Tracking? Mm-hmm. That means you'd get a mortgage for $240,000. So let's look at that same mortgage on a 15-year and a 30-year. And the blue, if you're watching on YouTube, is the mortgage loan. The orange is the amount of interest you pay. So here's the shocking part. On a 15-year uh, fixed-rate loan with an interest rate of 3.5%, the monthly payment is 1700 bucks. And the total interest you'd pay is $69,000 if you just paid every single payment perfectly for 15 years. Right, right. On the 30-year, you're going to have a higher interest rate at 4%. Now, the payment is lower, which is why most people do it. It's 1146 instead of 1716. But the total interest you pay on that 30-year, over 30 years of payments, is $172,000 that you just gave away to the lender. Yep. That is shocking. I mean, almost $100,000 more. And that's, again, I get the interest rate. People are probably like, it's at 6%. No, sure. You well, the numbers change the now, but n- yeah, it's even num- worse it's- with a 30-year at 8%. Right, right. So the math is just magnified. You're paying $350,000 on that's that right. 8% loan. So That's why we want your mortgage paid off ASAP because yes. this interest, you guys, I mean, it does. It just, it it racks up and you see it. So you're paying over $100,000 more in interest to have the 30-year over the 15. I know people have great intentions. They say, well, George, I'll pay it off like a 15. Yeah. And I'm like, the people that really want to build wealth and they don't want to wait till they're 65, what they're doing is they pay off their 15-year mortgage in seven or 10 years. Right, right. That's the average we found with people who follow the baby steps, our, our millionaire study, 10 years is what it takes for them to pay it off. Yes. Baby steppers, seven years on average to pay off their mortgage. And so that's very encouraging to see how much money you can save. And I actually shared this in my book, Rachel. I wanted to see the numbers for myself and my wife when we paid off our home. So you ready for this? Mm -hmm. We paid off our mortgage back in 2021 and I did the math on it. We would have shelled out if we we paid ours off aggressively in like 26 months because we're weird. But it was on a 15-year fixed rate. If we just made payments for 15 years, we would have paid almost 50 grand in interest. Had we opted for the 30-year loan, we would have paid over $100,000 in interest. So instead, because we paid it off even earlier, we paid just nine grand in interest by being crazy. And you chose well in your home. And that's our big point, you guys. I mean, some people are like, oh my gosh. Choose a modest, affordable home. Yes, and, and, and we know the housing. We're not completely oblivious to what is going on in the world like we we understand rates are up housing prices are up and depending on your area yes a starter home could be eight hundred thousand dollars in some areas right so like this is this is a reality but the hard thing is george is a money doesn't have emotion money doesn't or math doesn't math doesn't care it is what it is and so you can't justify okay i'm gonna go and buy a house that's my payment is half of my income just so i can say i have a house 
because you're going to feel screwed every month. It's going to feel like, oh my gosh, we have no money because you have too much house. And so expectations on when you buy a home, what kind of home you buy have shifted in the last three years. And people even some drastic things, they're they're moving states even because they're like, we just can't afford long-term what we want our life to look like because of this. Because again, you guys, it, it's the math and that's what we have to always go back to regardless of how much it sucks. That's the reality. And so we want you to build wealth, get there the fastest right way. And what we found is when you do a 15 year, it forces you into a formula that makes you pay it off faster, even though you're probably going to pay it off even faster if you're doing the baby steps, which is great. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a hard conversation, George. And what's even difficult about, and I'd be curious, just your prediction on this with just the housing market, because in my head, when rates go down, you guys, the demand is suddenly going to open up. Everyone's going to freaking rush to buy a house because rates have gone down. And then that's going to drive the prices up again. Yeah. So if you are in a position where you can put, you know, 5% down, 10% down, 20% down, and it's, again, we we use the 15-year here at Ramsey because we want you in a formula that's getting you out of debt we don't quicker. like any kind of debt. Yeah. We just won't yell at you if you do a 15-year fixed rate mortgage. Yeah, and it's, you know, 25% of your take-home pay. That's kind of, that's the formula we use. And you're ready to do it, do it. Because we, people thought the bottom of the market was going to crash, what, last year? That's what everyone kept saying. And it's like, it's going to crash. And it was, we were, we kept saying it's not. It's supply and demand when it comes to this stuff, you guys. And so if you are in a position to buy Having a home is a great investment. We want you to do it the right way, though. Absolutely. And uh, I understand for those that want to buy a home, it's it's painful right it now. Sucks. Let's call yeah, it Yeah, it does. It but is, it's not it's gonna, harder but than the, it was for your parents. Yes. And the harder thing is, it's not going to get it's not going to get easier. So make a plan, get out of debt, get the emergency fund, start saving up that down payment, adjust your expectations. This doesn't have to be your dream home. Just get get in the game. And that might be a condo or a townhome, and it might be in an area further out from the city, and it might not have all of the accoutrements and the fancy kitchen yeah. island that you dreamed of, but at least you're a homeowner. Yeah. And that's a great thing. Be proud of that. And it's, it's an always interesting to me, George, especially houses, cars, these like big parts of our lifestyle. When you look back, you know, in the 70s and 80s, on average, a square foot of a house was 1,400. Now it's up to like 2,600 on average, right? The average single family home. And so our expectations on life in general, in general, have changed. If like we don't have, have the quartz countertop, we're throwing a tissy fit. What we've just, yeah, categorized as this normal way of living. When you look back, I mean, I look back on childhood pictures of like my, our home growing up and I'm like, it's brown carpet. I mean, like, it's just not aesthetically pleasing, but it's okay. And now it's like, you can't even imagine having X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? Like, because social media, reality TV, I mean, all this stuff we've been painted and this picture of what life should look like has been in front of us for so long, for so long that it's normal. And God forbid, you know, kids share the bathroom. Like, I mean, like, oh, you know, yeah. all of that. So, so again, it's, it doesn't make it easier, but I think we do have to have some level of grounding to say, gosh, what we expect in life, like it or not, the lifestyle creep thing, it, it is real from a generational standpoint yes. too. And you're, you used to have to wheel down uh, windows, George, in our cars. That you, was my first you car, wheel, Rachel. You would wheel down a window. And everyone was okay with that. But like, oh my gosh, could you imagine You today? know what's really embarrassing, though? People, I'll say this was the worst part about having manual windows. Whenever someone I knew pulled up next to me, and I couldn't reach over far enough to get to the passenger side window <laughs> to talk to them. Yes, because you're like, oh, So I would just like wave at them awkwardly. I know. Because I wasn't trying to pull a, you know, pull a hamstring. And think about our cell phones. Nokia? 
cricket. Oh that yeah, was, that was the that was it. Simpler that was, times. It was no internet. You didn't Just have email. Play but snake now on the we're Nokia brick. so used to having all the all the information, everything we want, right there in our hands. Right. So I'm mean, like. It's to the little things of our expectations. And I'm part of it, too. I'm guilty of this. So You're part of the problem. I may be part of the problem. Not Aye, pointing fingers, me. but... No, that's good. That's a to good... To kind of level us, level level us out. Yes. But also, don't make a terrible decision out of fear or like this FOMO or I'll never get a house, so I just need to jump in now. Right. Because you'll be the next caller calling the Ramsey Show saying... Rachel, I think I need to sell the house because we're so broke and so stressed. And we go, the home should be a blessing, not a burden. And what happens when you do it before you're ready is it becomes a burden. So, uh, Rachel, you talked about forecasting the 2024 housing market. That's literally the YouTube video I uploaded to my (gasps) channel today. Stop it. George, we are like twin. You know how twins, they have the twin thing, they say? You could like feel like that's us. George. Et energy happening George, on the show today. It's like brother sister yeah. energy. We I like. So if you want that, I can't in, believe it. In eight minutes, you can go to the, my YouTube channel you and watch go. the forecast of the 2024 housing market. My I even brother did the, from another mother. I George. did the weatherman thing. We got a green screen. No, I got to be weatherman on the channel. How yeah. happy were you? It, talking about like northeasterly winds and cumulus clouds, it brought me so much joy. It's always been a dream of mine, Rachel. If this whole whole thing falls apart, I'm going to go be a meteorologist. I'll be, traf- I'll be traffic. Guys, you can be weather. This, this is, is not, a good and team. then Ken can be uh, politics commentary. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Yeah, this was. This has been fun. <laughs> Thanks for being the dream killer, Rachel. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Rachel Cruz this hour. If you're enjoying this show, do me a quick favor. The show is free. What I'm going to ask you to do is free. It'll just take you a second. Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching or hit the follow button. Leave us a review and make it kind. We like those the best. And then share it with a friend. That's one of the best ways we can spread our message of hope is by you telling another friend, hey, add this to your podcast repertoire. Watch this video on YouTube. I enjoyed it. I think you will too. And that's, you are the best marketing we have. So thank you all so much for continuing to do that. All right. Becca is up next in Orlando. Becca, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's going on? I'm just checking in. Um, Well, last week, my husband's um, bank account was garnished and um, we found you guys in the Ramsey show after trying to figure out what to do. And we're just wondering if bankruptcy is our only option or how to proceed. Oh, gosh, Becca. What's the situation? What's going on? Um, Well, it was about eight years ago that he had a car repossessed, and that was before we were together, and he didn't realize that there was further action that needed to be taken at that time. Um, So then last week, uh, his, we had, well, we just were married a year ago, and we finally merged our bank accounts and everything over. So thankfully, the account that is garnished didn't have anything in it because we combined everything on my side. So they try to drain um, an empty bank account. Correct. So we can still pay our bills because they didn't garnish um, our shared account through a different bank. Um, but we don't have enough in savings to um, pay for the amount that we believe is owed. Okay. How much is owed? Um, $9,000. $9,000. Okay. Uh, how much do you guys make? How much do you guys make a year? About eighty nine. Okay. Why do you feel like you would be bankrupt? I'm just curious why that was part of your question. Um, well, he reached out to, I think, four different lawyers, um, and they all said that that was our best option and really didn't give us any other option. 
um, neither of us even knew what garnishment was. So we're trying to soak up as much information. And that's why we found you guys. And we're like, let's just listen to as many shows as we can um, to see if we can find the answer. But um, we don't really know what our other option would be. Um, the, the lawyers seem to think that since we were already garnished, that there's no way to um, make like a payment plan or, or anything like that. Have you contacted this creditor who's garnishing the bank account? Uh, yes, he did. Okay. And what did they say? Um, it sounds like they just wanted the full amount due. Um, sadly, I wasn't on the phone call, but um, my husband can't be here today. Um, so it sounds like there's a way so, out. You pay the 9000 You get it in writing that this is paid in full mm-hmm. and this debt is cleared. Right. If we don't have, we only have $6,000 um, right now. Uh, would we need to pay it all at once? That's a question for them. If they're willing to settle for six and yeah, say, hey, this, was a this repo is all the money we have. That happened a decade ago, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they're happy to get any money at this point. Yeah, for sure, Becca. Yeah. Bankruptcy, this is, that is, that shouldn't even, you don't even need to say that anymore. You guys are far. I'm shocked far, that these lawyers told you to I bankrupt over I'm three like, grand. This is so stupid. No, I'm like, you could sell four TVs and a couch and get, get that money if you needed it, right? I'm like, that, no, you're not going to be bankrupt over three grand. Is there something else going on that we don't know about? Like, are there other debts and things that you haven't mentioned? Um, I mean, we have, like, the regular stuff, a mortgage and, um, like, 1800 in credit card debt. And my husband's current car that he owns, he has payments left on that. What's left um, on the car loan? On the car loan, uh, the, it's the same amount in the 9000 And then we just bought um, a small condo. Um, right after we got married. So we have the whole mortgage basically left on that. And how much is that for? Uh, 207. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I were you guys, I mean, I would contact the creditor that has this. And again, it's a 10 year old credit. I mean, like it, it, meaning it's been passed by creditor after creditor and it's been sold and it's here and there. I mean, it's been on a journey for 10 years. Um, so I, if I were you, I would call and say, I have six grand. I'll send you today. And if not, I can get you the other three in the next 30 days or whatever it is. But um, I would not give them any more access to any accounts. Okay. That is like number one because they will. They'll come in and garnish. They'll do exactly what they did. Um, but thankfully, that was from an old is account. There a way to, right. Is there a way to prevent that? That's what we are. I think we were worried about communicating with them more because. Yeah. You just don't give it to them. No, I would. No, they don't need any access to any of your personal stuff. No. So I would, okay. I just would okay. not, I just wouldn't give it to them and they don't need it. So Becca, like this, this type of situation, just so you can picture it. And this isn't to down, mm-hmm. pu- not to downplay these people, but this is some guy mm-hmm. in a cubicle who's been on the job for 90 days and gets a, gets a sheet of paper with credits that have, again, these, these old debts that have been sold from one company to the other to the other. I'm like, this, this is, these are not, they sound like scary people. They're not scary people. Okay. You, you mm-hmm. can, you can do this. Okay. So just don't, don't give <laughs> over and be like, oh my gosh, you're right. If we're talking about the IRS or something, that's a different story. Right. But in this situation, I just, I would not be, I would not be concerned, Becca, because you guys work hard, you make good money, uh, you can get this cleaned up really quickly. And if they would settle for six grand, that's the only option they have. So that's what I would tell them. The only thing I can give you right now is six grand. That's all I have. I can do a payment plan over the next 60 days to get you the other three grand, but I don't have mm-hmm. any more money. This is all I have. 
Will you settle? And if they say yes, just like George said, get it in writing, have them email you, get the name of the person you're talking to, get the number, get the extension, get all the- Record the calls, do everything. Do everything you can to have proof that it has been settled, if they will. And if they won't, Mm -hmm. then just, yeah, set up a plan for the next 60 days. And then Becca, if I were you and your husband, in general, regardless of this- um, mm-hmm. I would get, I would, I would work extra. I would do a budget. I'd cut everything. I'd get this credit card paid off, get your car loan paid off. And you guys will be in a really great position. I mean, you have a great condo. It's worth 200 grand, which is very reasonable for what you guys make. And, um, you guys could be on your way to something great, but you got to just change the way you have been looking at money. And that's one of the biggest hurdles with this. So if you stay on the line, Skylar will pick up and I want to give you guys financial peace university and Every Dollar Premium, oh, wow. which is our budgeting app, um, just to get you guys some of this like basic knowledge since you're new to the show, because um, we found over three decades, Becca, the the best way to to li- go through life with your money, and this will be the plan. It's called the Baby Steps. So I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. for you guys to engage this. But yeah, do not um, at all feel like you are bankrupt, that you are hopeless. This is the, one of the easiest solutions today, yeah. George. <laughs> I feel very hopeful about this. I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. Thank Thanks you. for That's calling, Becca. Relieving. And have your appreciate husband watch it. this call to give him some hope. I I think what happens, Rachel, is people get they get spooked. There's these collectors calling them, and they're oh, telling yeah. them. Well, and then the lawyers are telling them, well, you just got to go bankrupt. And I'm, when you look at the facts on paper, you're like, we make $90,000 a year. We're bringing home $6,000 a month. Can we come up with $3,000 if we really tried? Yes. Yeah. And so most they're people an extra that call side the show- hustle. 1500 to two grand yeah. in just a side hustle. If you had to pick up Uber at night or Selling delivery. Selling crap around the house, you can make a thousand bucks in a month. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So it, there's a lot of hope here, but a lot of people call the show and their first thing is, well, I got to file bankruptcy. And it's those people usually I'm like, oh, you're fine. Yep. And so that's what we do here. We want to give you guys hope, but also mm-hmm. the reality that you can get out of this. But, you know, it's like going to the dentist. You're like, my tooth hurts. Of course, he's going to want to fill the cavity and, and, you know, make a little bit of money. And that's what happens when you go to these some of these lawyers that are, you know, there's some great apples out there, but there's sure. some bad ones who go, I'm absolutely, I'll help you file bankruptcy. I'm just Which shocked. also, by the way, costs thousands of dollars out of your pocket to file bankruptcy. To do it, yeah. Yeah. It's not free. Lawyers want to get paid. Yeah, Oof. and the, the garnishing, I mean, and that would spook you too, right? If if you realize, oh my gosh, this creditor has access to a bank account, which thank God it didn't have any money in it. But yeah, that's so violent. Like, you know what I mean? That makes you feel like they are, there, and that's a scary your, thing. Yeah. Personal privacy there. It is. It's weird. Oh, oh gosh. Well, I'm glad you called, Becca. I hope yeah. that gave you some some peace and a plan that you guys, yep, you're going to be able to do this. We're excited for you. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Thanks to my co-hosts, Rachel Cruz, to Skylar, to Will, to James, Andrew, Zach. They made it happen this hour. The, the world doubted them, but they... they They came through for you guys, keeping the show on the air. And we thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll be back before you know it.